When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Yeah, good day there, everyone. Welcome to Red Legs Radio for Telstra Shop at Norwood and Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. We've got a huge show tonight. Greg Champion is 15 minutes away. Defender Cam Ball to join us in the studio directly. There are smiles on dials at Cooper Stadium after the wonderful performance from the Red Legs on Friday night. 40-point winners over the Eagles. Brought the club's eight-game winning streak to a close. The legs stay out of the four, unfortunately. Results elsewhere didn't help, but renewed optimism at the parade. The voice of 1629 SEN, SA Sandful Footy is Miles Footy. Is Miles Fitzner? <laughs> Miles Footy. Miles Footy. Miles Footy Fitzner, they call you. Miles, uh, that was a remarkable turnaround in form after the last fortnight. Huge turnaround. Didn't see it coming. Sat up the back with you, watched the first half. And, um, yeah, first quarter was slippery, but, geez, after that... It uh, just started raining and blokes, chains of handballs, best footy that Norda played all year, hands down. Do they make the finals now after that performance? Absolutely, they do. And I just interviewed Jacob Surgeon just before and uh, we're talking about sides outside of the, um, or the teams that can still win it. And he said, beware the Bays and beware the Red Legs. So uh, there are certainly teams um, out that understand uh, that how potent Norwood can be when they put it together. And it's I've always felt it, that when it clicks, it clicks. And they're a team I wouldn't want to play in the finals. Um, but, geez, it nearly fell their way too because North Adelaide nearly got the chocolates over the bays on um, on Sunday too. I called that game and far, like, North should have won that. Yeah, well, it was an amazing game. So uh, your thoughts, very much appreciated. Phone line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The text line 0427 Always appreciate your contribution and your opinion on this show about the Red Legs Footy Club or, of course, anything going on in the sample. Very lucky to have a special guest join us in the studio this evening. Boy, doing some very good work down back, uh, full back, centre-half back, taking on key attackers, uh, played five games last year. He's been extremely impressive this year. Cam Ball, welcome to Red Legs Radio. G'day, thanks for having me. Cam, what was the message at quarter time from Cots? Because you looked a different team when you came out after the first break. Um, yeah, we were pretty poor in the, about first 10 minutes, really. And, um, yeah, we spoke about care and intent for the club all week and pretty much he just uh, reiterated that. And, yeah, we were way better for the rest of the game, pretty much. So uh, let's talk about uh, that, that particular message that you said all through the week. Care for the club. That was something that was a, a message during the week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we weren't really showing it for the previous couple games, I guess, or had a lot of lazy players and selfish players. And then, yeah, we had uh, Michael H give us a good speech um, during wow. the week. Um, Straight yeah, to the top. Mm. Yeah, and then Sam Boulderstone did one after. And I think, yeah, got a, got a few of the lads up and... Um, yeah, we definitely showed it on Friday night. Did you feel like the season was on the line at quarter time? Because certainly from the supporters' perspective, and I'm there sitting there watching it, and I've got to quarter time, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't think Norwood can make the four. Yeah, well, pretty much. We were 
four and five coming into the game, and yeah, we looked yeah, yeah, poor um, in the first ten minutes, and yeah, we really needed to do something to get us going. But uh, yeah, we definitely lifted. Can you tell tell me about what Sam Balderstone said? Yeah, this is uh, this is in, intrigues me because I. I Wears his heart on his sleeve, the big fella, and sometimes he feels like he's carrying a bit more weight, pun intended, than the, you know, <laughs> and um, for than for the side. And he, look, he is he's, he's desperate. And it could be his last year of footy. But what did he say to the group? That's I didn't know that, and that, I want to know what he said. Yeah, he pretty much just said that. He said there's a few lads in the room that might not um, be around for too much longer, so he wanted to make sure that um, yeah, we got a win for those guys, and yeah, just pretty much the same stuff about caring for the footy club and because he loves it. T- Loves it too, so, yeah. Was it one of those games where you sort of pit up, it was like win or we're done? Uh, yeah, not done, but it definitely wouldn't have put us in a good position, I guess, after that. A little bit disappointed to see the Bays get up over north because um, that just sort of, it keeps the pressure on, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We've just got to hope yeah, we keep winning. We don't have to try not to worry about what the other teams are doing, but, yeah, just do our role each week and they'll be good. Another quick one, you're, you've come into the side... Georgie obviously not playing anymore. He yep. saw you bits and pieces last year, but you're a regular down there. Yep. How do you, uh, each week you got blokes around you, Talia AFL experience, Mackenzie AFL experience. Are those guys really helping you out in your game or are you sort of a little bit more free-spirited and going, this is my role, I know what I've got to do, just go about it? Nah, yeah, I definitely got, I know what I need to do uh, for the team, but yeah, having, yeah, like Brad and Wilco, Tiles and Shemps and that down back really helps me and like a couple of the other young blokes uh, just setting up and sort of they'd give plenty of advice. But, yeah, without them back there, look a bit different, I reckon. A couple of blokes that I want to just throw up as I thought were key in the victory, and I'll open this up to both of you, what you thought. But, uh, gee, Nick Rokar has been a boy who spent oh. first year at the club, spent most of his time down back, came into the middle. Cam, I mean, you get a good look at the game from uh, deep yep. in defence. He really had a, a remarkable influence, I thought. Yeah, he's been excellent for us since coming in. He's... He was unreal down back in the previous games and then, yeah, chucked him in and his work rate's just unreal. He's worked both ways and he's a ball at the contest, so that really helps us. He's a real shuffler, isn't he? I was watching his running action. Like, he's, he's a stocky set, sort of, and you don't think he was a bit like Jimmy Allen sort of played. They never looked like they were really running and covering, like hard running a lot of ground. Yeah. He sort of just shuffled around and was he was everywhere. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just keeps going, I think. He doesn't have to go full tilt, but yeah, he just keeps working the whole game and that's what helps him. The, the other thing as well, we've had Grig, Nunn, Panos, you know, the obvious suspects playing most of the time through the midfield and as much as they're stars in their own right and as a group, sometimes things just can get a little bit stale, just through no fault of the fact that people know what to expect with those guys and suddenly to throw in a bloke like Rokar, we just seem to freshen up. It, it just, just give us a bit of a, the midfield had a new lease on life for whatever reason. Yeah, I think that's why they chucked him in to try and get a bit of something going in there because, yeah, it wasn't working, I guess, previous in the previous games. But, um, yeah, whatever happened, it, it was working in there. When they chuck him in there, does that, did it create an extra rotation or did someone did he go in and someone then go out of that rotation? Um, I'm not too sure how that worked. Um, well, we had Richo go down the game before, so I yep. think that freed up sort of a spot in that midfield ring, wing. I think Griggy might have gone on the wing and uh, Rokes went in there for a bit. But, yeah, pretty... Sure. Well, it's pretty good for him. You know, it come from obviously GFL footy. Goes into the midfield, has thirty-four touches, twenty-five kicks, thirteen handballs. He had three tackles, four clearances, like one hundred and forty-one dream team points. If you don't mind, like that's a it's a that's a huge game yeah. for your first run in the midfield. Massive, massive game. Yeah, what? I think um, he used to play midfield for his other clubs, I guess. So he knows how to play there. But 
uh, yeah, for, I guess, first game at Nord to do that is unreal. And for you, uncharted territory here, 23 touches, if you don't mind, down back. Let's, what's, what's your uh, oh, yeah, that's best a, tally? Is that going to be close too, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd probably be the most I've got, definitely in a league game. I don't know, yeah, what was happening. I just sort of found myself near the ball most of the game. Uh, you, you've recovered well because you must have had a pretty significant case of leather poisoning over the weekend <laughs> after your, uh, your big game on Friday night. So you're looking marvellous. Boys, I said this off air, and I'm going to drop this to you now. The number one player for me on, the, on Friday night even though he won't probably didn't even make the best players, was Cameron Shenton. And I'll tell you why. In the first quarter, when I could see that the message, and I reckon you've had the message all the way through, if you get an opportunity to run and break from halfback, take the opportunity. Don't be reckless, but if you get your opportunity, go. And I think it's been something that the club has struggled with just to find the right time of when to be really aggressive and break. And it struck me that Cam Shenton really set the scene in the first quarter, even though we were struggling. We'd lost field position. We spent a lot of time with the ball in the back half. But I thought Shentz was the one guy who was really looking to create and just set the scene for then what happened in the next three quarters. I don't know if you felt that, Cam, but just give us a bit of an indication of what it's like having a really experienced guy like Cam Shenton working alongside of you in defence. Yeah, no, 100%. He's been unreal for me personally. Um, yeah, he just he yells at blokes, make sure they're setting up right. And then, yeah, like you said, his run from defence is just, yeah, second to none. He, um, he's deceptively quick as well, Shentz, so... Um, yeah, he gets away from his defender pretty easy. He's not afraid to throw a spray, Shentz, either. Like, <laughs> I, I think a few of the boys know that. But that's why Era, I, I, I agree with you, Pookie, that's why Era's coming to the side. I don't think he's quite found that, is making the other team's forwards more accountable. And that's where Shentz can really, especially against a good forward outfit like the Eagles, um, if you can run off and make them pay... Um, and putting pressure on, that's where you probably get the jump at the start of the game. Was that a bit of an indication at the start of the game to make their forwards accountable pushing up the ground? Um, yeah, pretty much, because if, yeah, if we can outwork them, then if we can yeah, run off them and they've got to chase, and it just makes, makes it hard for them to get the ball because they're tired as well. So, yeah, we definitely need that each week. We watched um, a bit of the game with Paul Bonser, who also commentates on um, SEN, the sample, and Bonser was saying he does Eagles radio, and he's saying their pre-seasons, and this is why maybe someone like a Jared Petrenko didn't handle it too much, they had 50K weeks at the Eagles in their pre-season, and every player was required to do 50K a week on top of their pre-season. So they came in well-drilled, like hardened sort of unit, and uh, but 50k a week. It's were you guys cracking 50k a week at the Redlegs? No, yeah, I did hear uh, they were doing something like that, but we were only about 25, maybe I reckon. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't anywhere near that. But yeah, I thought, yeah, we we seem pretty fit at the moment, so it must have worked. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I do 75k's a week, boys. So, uh, that's, <laughs> Here we go. That's, that's genuine fitness. Oh, so let's, go to the, that. let's go to the People's Choice Credit Union. The People's Choice uh, votes. Thank you to People's Choice Credit Union. Uh, I've got to call this out. We have a significant problem with this voting system. Uh, let's go through the votes. I'll just go through from top to bottom because the last one is the one I really want to single out. There was a total of uh, 66 votes, I think it was, this week. Brad McKenzie with seven. Campbell, our boy, who had probably his best game for the club, just with two. That is wrong. Cameron Shenton just with two. Diabolical. Cody Ellison with one. Daniel Fairbrother with two. Emmanuel Lira with one. Mitch Grigg with two. Nick Rokar, 11. I agree with that. Richard Douglas with just six. He had one of his best performances. Sam Balderstone with 12. The Balderstone family has been at it yet again. Tom Pinion, wonderful performance up forward. Just one and wait for it. Will Abbott with 19, the runaway leader. He had seven disposals. What is going on? The Abbott family has gone nuts on the People's Choice Credit Union voting line. 
This, that can't be right, the, can it? The only way you can change the People's Choice leaderboard is if the people vote. People, you've got to get your voting right. That is just an outrage that Will Abbott, with seven touches, was by far and away the best player. It leaves us with the leaderboard on the People's Choice Credit Union People's Choice Award with Sam Balderstone, runaway, unassailable lead on 266 votes. Will Abbott, 108. The family trying to hunt, uh, trying to get him over the line. Mitch Grigg with 100. Zach Richards, 96. He's stuck there, injured at the moment. Tommy Pinion, 78. He's been a great inclusion to the club from Mount Compass. Nick Rokow, 73. Richard Douglas, 65. Cam Shenton, 63. Lewis Johnson, 57. Brad McKenzie, 57. The People's Choice Credit Union is a, is a rort. Uh, no, right our now. man. Our man in studio, not well, in the top 10. Yeah, see, that it, is completely wrong. As well. How can you only get two votes? You're going to get your family onto this, mate. Get your mates. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Ross Trevor. Ross Trevor. Oh, get, the get, Ross, get, they all stick together, the, the Rossi boys. The Catholic boys will happily put their thumb on the scales if yeah. needs be. Get them all voting for you, mate. Yeah, I need to make sure and to tell them after this, I reckon. <laughs> so there you are, the People's Choice Credit Union votes. Uh, looking ahead to this week, Central District, uh, big ground. Uh, you're looking forward to that? Um, not particularly. I don't really <laughs> like the, the big grounds. I prefer staying on Nord Oval, but um, yeah, it should be a challenge for us. I guess uh, yeah, we've just got to work a bit harder to spread the ground and that. But we should be all right. Let's, uh, before we go to a break, we're going to share with you the team for the Norwood Football Club. They're heading out to the Ponderosa, Elizabeth Oval, uh, this Saturday, Sunday, yeah, Saturday afternoon, uh, September 5. Here's the team. Uh, looks pretty much unchanged here. So from full back, Mackenzie, Ball, Rokar. Halfbacks are Wilkins, Shenton, Ira, Centerline, Barry, Panos, Bastanak. Half forwards, Nunn, Pinion, Douglas. Full forward, Gerloff, Ellison, Bampton. Followers are Balderstone, Grig, Abbott. And the interchange bench is Spence, Saywell, Wilson, Fairbrother in his first game last week. I thought he did okay. Oh, super. Collins, Sermon, and Carroll. So three in, uh, inclusions there. I think it's Brody Carroll, I think. Uh, yeah. Luke Sermon and uh, Jed Carrots. Spence. So uh, the 25-man squad, three will drop out. But that's the side to take on the dogs on the weekend. What is, what's the uh, what's the call program for 1629 SENSA this uh, weekend? No, this weekend I think it's North Eagles on the Sunday. I've got the week off. Well, at this stage, I did my back on Saturday. Well, no. there's a, and I've done too much radio today, to be fair. <laughs> there is uh, one game that we will be focusing on, and that will be the Central District Football Club versus the Norwood Football Club Saturday afternoon out at Elizabeth Over. Off to a break on the other side. We're catching up with Greg Champion and his footy songs, climate, air conditioning and solar. SA's biggest Aiken dealer and proud sponsor of the Red Legs and the Telstra Shop at Norwood. They have phones to drones, Fitbits to Foxtel. Visit their friendly experts today. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Every Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Yeah, you listen to Red Legs Radio thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. They're simply the best in the Telstra shop at Nord. They know everyone is different. Whatever you need, visit today. Greg Champion to join us very shortly. Uh, just across in the AFL, there's a game. I think it's at Cairns. Kazali Stadium. Sydney taking on Melbourne. And it's the Swans by 23 points uh, late in the third term. So uh, that would be a bit of a turn-up and a real setback for the Melbourne Footy Club if uh, they were to go down there. And I know a lot of Norwood fans transfer into Melbourne fans as well. So that'll be very disappointing for a lot but, of Norwood fans around the place. But a lot of Norwood fans transfer into the Swans because, as we know, Dill Stevens, our boy Dill, yes. is up there. And he's been going all right. He's kicked a couple of goals now, I think. He played their last game and kicked a goal. It's going all right, Dill. Not every Norwood fan does transfer into a Melbourne or a Sydney fan, though. Some of them transfer to Adelaide fans because that's where they started their time on this earth. The good old Hectorville boy who joins us every week to sing his songs, Grog Champion. Welcome back to the program. 
Yes, thank you. Lovely to be here. And as for the Melbourne Demons, yeah, they were red and blue. And when I first moved to Melbourne, I did go to some Melbourne games and, you know, they had the right colours and, you know, and what's more, the same kind of jumper. Yes. Um, so I, I kept a soft spot for Melbourne, but I never did uh, jump on them. Um, and when people would ask, I'd, I'd say Norwood for the first 10 years. Who do you back for? I'd say Norwood for the first 10 years, even though uh, they obviously weren't a local side. There is a Norwood somewhere in Victoria, isn't there, Champs? I, I see, you know, sure. some weird Ovens and Murray League team or something like that. No, there's a Norwood, actually North Ringwood, actually, are Norwood. There's actually a suburb called Norwood. It's small, uh, but North Ringwood, not only do they call themselves Norwood footy side, but they're also a little suburb. So uh, I actually haven't seen the suburb on the map, but I understand Norwood is locality too. But Norwood uh, is North Ringwood shortened. I've been uh, a, a reasonable student of your music uh, over the past, well, over many years, champs. I'm just trying to think, have you taken the mickey out of Melbourne more than any other club or is it maybe Collingwood? Uh, Pies one, Melbourne two. Yeah. For diff yeah, different reasons. Pies are the Collingwood, I beg your pardon, uh, Collingwood are the port of, you know, that comp. Yes. <laughs> which, you know, you grow up to despise, right? <laughs> and um, these, well, there's not a real equivalent, cultural equivalent in, in the sample because the D's are mocked for their toffiness. Yes. The toff. Yes. And there's no one sample club that takes the toffee mantle. Yeah, Norwood maybe, Sturt probably battling for it, but there's no obvious one like the, the yeah. demons that are sort of the, the chosen members of society. A, a patch upon both elbows is one of my favourite songs of yours, champs. Uh, well, the thing about the Ds, it's good to hear that, Hookie. Um, the thing about the, the Melbourne Demons is um, uh, their, their home ground is the G and they make a big noise about that historically. And of and so um, so the tops all the well healed become members of the MCG, and that's where that toffee history springs from. Yeah. You know I'm guilty, champs. I'm absolutely guilty of eating a cheese platter at a Melbourne game at the G. <laughs> I've actually done that. I've actually done that. <laughs> well, I've had a beer in the ball ring, and then walked out of the MCC members, and I've. But there with a little bit of a uh, little bit of camembert and a biscuit or two, and I have I've I've, I've eaten off a cheese platter at the yeah. G. Well, you're a disgrace. You're a disgrace. <laughs> to, you've, you've let your family down. You've let your state down, and you need to go and stand in the corner and take a good hard look at yourself. He, he's a country boy, champ. Some country boys call themselves farmers, but he calls himself a pastoralist. I think that should oh, probably explain where we're at with my boy Miles. Uh, what a, that's a joke. <laughs> oh, you were born for the D's. That's right. Uh, yeah. He'll yeah. transfer. Anyway, yeah, you're a good fit. <laughs> uh, let's move on. All You've right. got a couple of songs for us, a couple with a bit of a Norwood influence, and we might talk about the summer sport shortly as well. Uh, so we're having a crack at Central because we play them this week, yeah, right? Yeah, go for it. We're all miserable at Central's, haven't won a flag in Yonks. We won those nine flags in 11 years. Now we just play like a bunch of donks. And since the Gowans boys retired, we're just not the team we were. Callinan and Matty Slade, why'd you have to leave us? We are the dodgy old bulldogs. <laughs> Since the Gowan boys retired, Gowan's boys retired, we're just not the team we were. 
Callanan and Maddie Slade. Why, where did you go, boys? We are the dodgy old bulldog. Hey! Oh, wonderful start, Chaps. Very nice. Always good to start the week by potting the opposition mob, and uh, you've done that absolutely beautifully once again. We we took down North a couple of weeks ago with their song. That didn't work, but we took down the Eagles last week, and that got us over the line with a big 40-point win over the Eagles. Hopefully we can do something similar to Centrals. How about something a bit closer to home? We, uh, we talked last week. We had Zach Richards on the program. We talked about him and his brother, Josh, and uh, we did spend a bit of time colluding on a little brother song. We uh, We sort of... Um, just move the goalposts a little bit. Moved a few chess pieces around on one of your originals, champs. Yeah, uh, I couldn't have achieved either of these two songs without the help of this young Ben Hook guy who keeps running into the program. Oh, super fan, isn't he? Just a super fan. Well, he's talented in the ditty world, that's for sure. My, my, um, you said ditty there, didn't you? D- ditty. Ditty, oh, ditty has become the sort of unofficial, official sort of uh, genre for what we're doing here. Um, Brett James had a brother, right? He had two brothers. He had Roger and right. Paul. Right. And uh, Brett, uh, who was deemed to be the most elite? Roger. Well, it, it's probably an argument between Brett and Roger. Roger. Paul only played Sandful footy, but uh, Roger, of course, was a very, very good player for Port Adelaide, and Brett played in uh, both the Crows and premierships after starting his career with Collingwood. Yes. Uh, his AFL and- career, but of course started at Norwood. And Peter Ody, of course, was the, um, well, we have a very disparaging uh, joke term at the Coulter Bench, the Dud brother. Um, <laughs> That's Zach Richards. He, uh, he played, uh, Peter Ody played a lot of games, and of course he represented, he made the what, semi-finals in the Australian Tennis Championships. Yeah. And, in doubles. So, uh, however, they both get a mention here. Here we go then. Go for it. <laughs> See that Zach Richards, he's a tough drop pick. Everyone agrees he's fantastic. But in case you hadn't heard, I'm giving you the word. He's got a brother who's even better. Now, Legs fans know Brett James was pretty good. Peter Rody was a star at Norwood. Legends on their day, but the scribes all say they had a brother who's even better. Tom Warhurst Jr.'s really coming of age Better than himself at the same stage But it's easy to see this Warhurst progeny The grandson, he's even better I said the grandson, he's even better So in case you hadn't heard I'm giving you the word He's got a brother who's even better Uh, Very nice. So, yeah, Tommy Warhurst uh, played a couple of games for the Crows. He he played the first... He's a story champ, so I'm going to tell you this because Tom's told me this one. It's uh, dead set true. He played the first two games for the Crows, and I think Kernahan kicked a few on him in the second game. And they were training at uh, the old football park, and he fumbled a ball a little bit. And Cornsey used to like to get himself involved in drills. And... Tommy Warhurst has fumbled one or two and Cornsey ran into him and bowled him over. And uh, Cornsey gave him a bit of a spray. You've got to be ready for those sorts of things. You've got to be prepared. You've got to have your body organised. And Cornsey was involved in this drill. And, of course, about 10 minutes later, Cornsey's fumbled one and Tom's thought, right, well, you're going over in return and bowled over the coach. And (laughs) Cornsey jumped up and started throwing some punches and all sorts. Anyway, Tom Warhurst is out of it. That's why he never played another game for the Crows. Oh, really? cleaned him up. Wow. (laughs) It's a cracking story. 
Um, but, but yes, so the, the the moral to that story is that Tom Warhurst's daughter married Josh Willoughby, who's a very very good footballer for Glenelg, and then went to the Sydney Swans. Had a lot of knee problems from a southeast boy, and he's got a couple of kids who are just gun footballers. So uh, Tom Warhurst's grandkids, keep an eye out for them. They're going to be stars in the future. They're only about ten at the moment, I think, playing for Glenunga, but they'll be uh, they'll be ones to watch. And I'm old enough to remember the original Tom. Yes. Uh, uh, broadcasting and calling the games and probably being on TV panel sh- chat shows. Yeah, that's right. So Tom Warhurst's father, is his nickname was Tom, uh, but he was a great at the Norwood Footy Club as well. So a uh, lot of good family connections. We're actually having an argument before you came on Air Champs about who the greatest brothers at the Norwood Footy Club are. I reckon probably Michael and Andrew Ace. Can you, can you one-up me on those two? Yes, and there's still an ace going around in the uh, in the AFL as well over at Frio. Young James. Uh, Young James, and uh, I was going to say to you, I'm old enough to remember Tom Warhurst as a media person. I'm not old enough to remember Tom as a player. I'm not that old. <laughs> uh, right, champs. Uh, to wrap this up, the cricket gets back underway tomorrow night. England taking on Australia in uh, they've got three T20s, first ones tomorrow night, and uh, then there's three one days as well. And I know you've got a wonderful catalogue of uh, pommy bashing songs. So if you want to take us to the break with one of those, that'd be super. Well, that's a best kept secret. When I mentioned this to uh, producer Ben, he said, well, that's news to me, this cricket. And it was news, <laughs> news to me too. You're the only one who allegedly was, knows was about it. Was aware of it. Yeah. So I hope it's true. Uh, so here we go. Uh, the Pommy Bashing songs, uh, uh, there's a little story behind it, but we haven't got time. So uh, we had a little medley and the first one goes, I want to know have you ever had a bath? And <laughs> uh, 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 the we were asked by Cricket Australia to write pom bashing songs, and we sang them on the ground at the Brisbane Test in 2006. Uh, and and we sang, "See the convicts, the mighty convicts, defeat the poms again." See the pommies, the poor old pommies, complain of everything. They wind you wet, they wind you wet, they wind you wet, etc. And that followed up with, You all live in a boring, rotten place, a boring, rotten place, a boring, rotten And even the pom sang along with that one. <laughs> And then the medley finished with the one that Cricket Australia would not let us play on the ground that day in Brisbane. We'll let you. This one. Yeah, but we'll... Yeah, yeah, well, my fingers me. on the dump button. <laughs> he's going he's to stop me now. Exactly. All right, here we go. Pa, 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 Pakistan. Pa, 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 Pakistan. There's so much fun. Pakistan. They come a heaving and a sweating, and they're very good at betting. Pakistan, bar, bar. <laughs> they wear their protectors and they take the trifectas. Pakistan, bar. they're a hard mob to play because they have a bobby tray. Pakistan, bar. Pakistan, boy. That's a bit, That's my. That's my favourite so far. Cheers, dear. Oh, magnificent! It's my favourite fifteen minutes of the week. Greg Champion, always a pleasure to have your company. We'll chat to you next week. Thank you, Lazan. Catch you soon. Go, Legs.
Greg Champion there is always joining us from across the border with his Norwood Footy Club songs with a couple of extras, Miles. And just a quick one on the text line. Greatest brothers to play at Norwood, Gary McIntosh, even though he didn't have a brother who played. <laughs> That's from Chris. <laughs> I don't mind that. That's from Chris. Not a bad point, Chris. That's a good text. Well done. Right, we're off to a break. We've got plenty to talk about on the other side. Climate, air conditioning and solar. SA's biggest stake and dealer and proud sponsors of the Redlegs and the Telstra shop at Norwood. They have phones to drones, Fitbits to Foxtel. Visit their friendly experts today. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Red Legs Radio, thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, simply the best. The Telstra shop at Norwood, they know everyone is different. Whatever you need, visit today. Ben Hook, Miles Fitzner in the studio. Our special guest is key defender for the Norwood Football Club at Cam Ball. Sydney just popped out to a 28-point lead early in the final term. So that will be a big upset if the Swans can get over the Demons. Boys, we might just turn our attention to uh, the game this coming weekend. Central's taking on Norwood. Cam, I'm interested in what are the stats that you kind of assess are really important, not just for yourself, but when you're assessing an opposition. I imagine you do some opposition scouting and just work out what they do particularly well and where you can perhaps expose them. You don't have to give up exactly the the central weaknesses if you like but or what do. are the sort of the things that yeah or if you <laughs> or want do, or do it what are the sort of things that um the, the the opposition scouts are looking at um i guess we'll look a bit more into it tomorrow night at training but um like for me i guess i'll just look at who i've got which is most likely john butcher um and just like figure out how he likes to play if he's more of a lead-up player or if he likes more of an aerial contest which he does um but yeah i sort of just focus on my guy and then let yeah the other lines figure out what they're doing too. I'm really interested in this because John Butcher, we know he's a very good player, played some AFL football. Firstly, do you enjoy the kudos of being told by the coach you're getting the key man? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a bit of a privilege, I guess, with Tull's not there. I guess I'll get, I know I'm going to take one of the bigger guys each week. But, yeah, it's yeah definitely a privilege. And with Butcher specifically, because we know that if there's one weakness to its game, his game, it's goal kicking. Is there a way that you try and make sure that if he's going to get the ball, you'll give him the ball... 45, 50 metres out from goal or out to the wings, but just try and protect the area 20, 30 metres out. Is there a specific way you defend for that? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You can sort of just um, hang on his back shoulder a bit and then just sort of force him to get a lead-up mark further out to the 50 and then, yeah, give them a bit of a harder shot at goal. And I imagine there's attackers that are, things can be a bit different. If you know they're a really good kick, well, you, you've got to protect the lead-up space, I would imagine, as well. Yeah, pretty much sort of like... Playing on Hayes last week, he likes to get up and get that lead and he's got an unreal kick. So you've got to sort of watch both sides and make sure he doesn't get out the back of you as well. If you've got a call a question for Cam too, send us a text 0427154166 or 1300 We've got some vouchers from Sports Power Norwood and from Blades of Barber Lounge. Yeah, so one phone call, all it takes, you basically get a free haircut and a yeah, couple of pairs of socks. $50 Blades of Barber and $20 for the Sports Power. Paulie, who's the best player you've played on since you've been playing... Uh, best player. Um, that really, you sort of went. Oh, I've got to be. I've got to be right on. I've got to know my craft. Probably Lee McBean. I reckon at the moment he's really. He's yeah, just real smart. He played a bit of AFL footy, and yeah, he just really he'll catch you off guard, and he'll make the most of his opportunities. And what about one of the better ones you've seen? Like that's been on the ground that you've sort of seen in because you're relatively young and a newcomer to league footy, but you sort of you're right at home. But do you sort of run around and go? Oh, gee, like, he's he's running around here. It's a pretty good player. Yeah, well, I guess sort of like with our team, like Richard Douglas coming in, I guess watching him play has been 
unreal. You watch him on TV, and then yeah, you get to play with him. It's, uh, it's pretty surreal. You a Crows man? Nah, I'm a Collingwood man. You're a Actually, Collingwood yeah. man. Oh, I should have got a chance to sing a Pies song. Yeah. How does a good Catholic Ross Trevor boy end up a Collingwood supporter? Yeah. Well, no well, he's 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 got his own little quirks and intricacies, Baldy. Now Perhaps share one or two of those with well, us. Well, they tell uh, me that you're a big fan of recovery down at Henley, with 303 by the sea down there. Do you seem to good get down there a there. bit? Uh, yeah, me and a couple of the other boys like to go there maybe on a Monday or a Sunday. Why do you like to go there? Because a little birdie tells me that you've been seen talking to one particular person that might be down at 303 by the sea down there. No, we just like to we like to get in the water, a bit of a <laughs> oh. recovery. So there's not a particular person that works at 303 by the sea? I can't it's, think of anyone. Bally doesn't go down there to see someone that, by the sea at 303? No? No. Nah. What about this team bonding with the women's team at the Republic Hotel that you seem to be doing plenty of? Uh, no, yeah, we like to get around, make sure we're one club. So, uh, uh, oh, he's a real team player. So, club so player, just, club man. just really, like, it's got an emphasis at all with any of the because quite the ladies into the ladies, a young fella hooky. Well, so they we're tell only me. on radio here, so it's hard to. But I mean, I'm an old man, but you're a good-looking young rooster. So I imagine you're getting around and entertaining the members of the opposite gender. Nah, I'm not too sure. Not too sure what's happened there. Someone stitched me up. No, but there's no, there's no stitch up here. There's one particular player in the in the Norwood women's side that's quite the the fancy got, of got the you know, eye, got, got the, the eye, got the little side. I eye. won't read a name out on air. No, I'm, no, I'm I'm sure no. Jeez, I made him jump then. I don't actually have one, but hey, she's a guy. I made him jump. Paulie, in all seriousness, the boys did uh, let the hair down on Saturday. Is that right? Uh, had a bit of a get-together, a couple of drinks, and uh, just celebrated where we're at so far? Yeah, pretty much. We hadn't had a anything together in a while because of the COVID stuff. So it was good to, yeah, get together and blow off a bit of steam. Yeah, a bit of team bonding. Did you just do that under the grandstand? Had a couple of blokes come in and play a bit of guitar and sing a few songs? Was that essentially what happened? Yeah, we had uh, Don Barry and Nick Pedro perform a few songs for us. And, yeah, we just sat in sort of just the, near the canteen area and just had a few beers. And it looked players only. It was uh, very, very intimate. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Sort of good to do that sometimes, just get the players there and, yeah. Well, that's well. Bass was big on that years ago, and it was notorious before one of the, I think it was the first flag. Bass used to. Um, it might have even been the week before finals that before they went in, Bass turned them in and said, "Righto, boys, we're going for it." And they'd go to a pub and have a lock in at a pub and get absolute like absolutely trolley, <laughs> and then come out the other side and go right and played good footy because it, it is team bonding is is a lot about it and a good win like that and getting you guys together and getting you to click. I mean, it does go a long way because, especially with COVID, there's probably a lot of blokes, even blokes like Basti, you're probably not really hanging out with and seeing a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like, if we can get together and, yeah, if we form better bonds, uh, if you're playing with your mates, it's so much more fun. And, yeah, that's why I sort of play footy as well for those type of days. Two blokes I want to quickly touch on, if I've got a little bit of time, yep, Hookie, is Fairbrother. I thought one-on-one, uh, he, he looks the goods. Do you know what? He had a couple of attempts in the first quarter, and I thought, oh, I'm not convinced on this kid. But, but then, then after later, quarter course. time, I mean, he came with the time, he looks, didn't he? But he, he was, looks the goods yeah. to me. Yeah, 100%. He's, um, I hadn't seen much of him play until we had a training session, and he looked unreal, and yeah, he got picked the uh, next day. And, yeah, he definitely held his ground all right. He's, he's quick, and that, yeah, that helped him a lot on the weekend. There's a few... I've a, few, a name that I get thrown around a little bit to me, and I've had, sort of had to check, and I haven't seen a lot of him, is Cooper Murley. Now, I was going to my dentist the other day, mm-hmm. and someone says to me, oh, can you tell me about Cooper mm-hmm. Murley? And I'm Booper Dentist down on, done a good job too, so he squared him up, hooky. <laughs> and, um, but Cooper Murley, he seems to be going all right in the under 18s. Under 18 side looks pretty solid. Um, yeah, well, I think they lost maybe the last couple, but yeah, I think they're sitting top maybe still. I'm not too sure, but yeah, they're. 
they look unreal. There's a few young fellas in there that could, yeah, play reserves so, and definitely a league game. Do you know much about Cooper at all or haven't really seen a lot of him with the restrictions and whatnot? Yeah, pretty much. He was with us, um, the seniors, during pre-season, but then he went back to the 18, so I haven't seen much of him. But, yeah, it seems like a good player. Any others we should keep an eye out on? Um, Don't burn your Findex Financial. That's for after the next break, my man. Um, yeah, maybe nah, Maybe like Jack Saunders. He's been playing well in the resies. He's only under 18s as well. And there's a few others like Sam Duke and uh, Finn Hurd. And then, yeah, there's, there's a lot in the 18s that could definitely play up. Uh, just very quickly, uh, you get around the club. I know, I know it's more difficult to have club functions and we've been spending a bit of time at the uh, at the. Um, what's the pub? Down Norwood the Hotel. Yeah, the Norwood Hotel, obviously. But what's the Republic was the, the one Republic. I was thinking of. Had a few different functions there. Do you find the fans get stuck into you more when you lose than give you love when you win? Because I've got a little stat that I'm going to share with you, but is that what it feels like? You get more grief than you get love? Yeah, I guess sometimes, yeah, you see a few social media posts and it's not too good to look at, but yeah... I'd... Can't really control what the fans are saying. There's a little Norwood Footy Club forum that not too many people keep an eye on, and I don't. Well, study I certainly it. don't. I, I, must, I don't study it religiously, but I was fascinated that oh, I reckon there'll be a lot of love for the boys on the weekend because you had 29 messages about the North Adelaide game, 29 different messages of people basically saying they're busted, get rid of cots, you know the typical messages that you get on social media. Do you know yeah. what? You, how many you got after the uh, Eagles victory? No, no idea. One, four, oh. four messages. One, so what they say? One, one, oh, well, so what a bit of a surprise. That was a bit of a turn up. Not too bad. Oh, I hate front runners. Nothing worse <laughs> than a front runner. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear a bit more positives on the on the forums and on this show as well. Very quickly before we go to a break, let's just get uh, some tips from uh, the other games for the weekend. Miles, Sturt, and South. Oh, South by a mile. Sturt okay. are gone. Really? Sturt are gone. They had a pretty good win last week, didn't they? Nope, they're gone. Okay, Sturt and South. Um, South. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for Sturt. I think the Double Blues are just going to fire one more bullet before the end of the year. Glenelg and West, of course. Westies beat Glenelg last time. This game was at Rich- that game was at Richmond. This will beat Glenelg. The, the Bays win, but I'm not convinced on the Bays. North should have beaten them the other day. And I, the only time I've been convinced of the Bays was when they rolled Norwood, when they played well at Norwood Oval. Okay. And what do you think? Yeah, Glenelg, definitely. Yeah, I'm pretty confident on Glenelg this one. I've just... West, I've been trying to back them all the way through the year, but... I reckon they've just had a couple of disappointing performances. They should have got that game against North, and I reckon everything's sort of gone a bit downhill from there. Last one, top of the table clash, which I'm really looking forward to, is Eagles and North. North. That simple? Yep. No, I, I, I like North. If they can get going, North Adelaide, I, I like how they play. They're dangerous if they get going. They weren't on, and they got going in the last quarter against the Bays and, and nearly rolled them and probably should have. Keanu Miller, excellent. Um, Zeckley and LeBoy had quiet games. They go down to the Eagles by two points. I just think the Eagles are showing a few little signs that, that you know, you get tired, get towards the end of the year, massive, massive preseason. Yeah, I just there might be a few chinks in Eagles. They're not untouchable. Very, I, only, I only think three teams can win the flag this year. Yeah. Uh, that's the North, yeah. the Eagles, and... Norwood. Yeah, see, I've got South in there as well. I don't I, think I, South I, can I win don't it. mind putting an asterisk alongside South Glenelg. I'm, the... I'm not convinced on Glenelg. They've had too many poor performances. Yep. You've probably got to say Nor- Norwood are in the same boat. But I just reckon Norwood at their best are in that top three bracket. And I'm, I'm not giving up on South. What do you think about the top of the table clash? Because you've seen both these sides the last fortnight. 
Yeah, I reckon Eagles might have to bounce back after last week and they'll they'll beat North. I'm with you as well. I reckon the Eagles are going to win. Right, we're off to a break. And then the other side, it'll be the Findex Financials. And just, you've got a text message there before oh, you go to Just a, break, a quick Miles. one, and I love it. The forum writers are out and about. The forum was down for a bit on the weekend, which is why there wasn't much action, much action on there. We'll get on there, Carl, and back get by on the boys. Don't uh, tell me the good. forum right, was down. Well, that's a, a, we appreciate that explanation. It's nice to know that people from the forum are listening in. So, yeah, we want to even that up. Get it up to about 10, 15. Yep. And we've got another text message here from Chris that appears that there are two Norwood teams that turn out this year, the all-conquering switched-on team and the sluggish team that really struggles. It's a very good point by Chris. I can't argue with that. We have seen a couple of Norwoods this year. Hopefully, we're going to see Norwood number one over the course of the rest of the year. Right, we're off to a break. Climate air conditioning and solar, SA's biggest stake and dealer and proud sponsor of the Redlegs. The Telstra shop at Norwood are phones to drones, Fitbits to Foxtel. Visit their friendly experts today. Listen to Redlegs Radio. Every heartbeat's true for the red and the blue As we sing the song to you Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA Keep your eye on the red and the blue in the final term here at Redlegs Radio, Ben Hook, Miles Fitzner, and our special guest is Cam Ball. We're looking forward towards the big game between Norwood and Central District at Elizabeth Oval on Saturday afternoon. Miles Fitzner, would you tag James Boyd? No. No, not let at him, all. Let him get it? No, nah, let him go. It doesn't hurt you by foot. More touches than anyone else in the competition this yeah, year. Yeah, I know, and, but he won't, won't pull anywhere. There's trouble, like... There'd be trouble looming out there. Like It's his fourth club. They just let him run ragged. That's, teams don't put... I've spoken to Jacob Surgeon about it. I've spoken to um, a couple of other players that I probably shouldn't be talking about about it. And they don't mind James Boyd getting the footy. No one does. I think he comes around. He kicks a lot of snaps over his head and across his shoulder. Doesn't hurt you. Last question uh, for both of you. The Central District are the number two team for inside 50 efficiency. So when they get it inside 50, they score more often than any other club. Um, is it is field position going to be a key thing in particular on a big ground like Elizabeth Oval? Oh yeah, pretty much like we said before. Like just got to tr- make sure that if they get a shot at goal, it's going to be a tough one. Not going to be at the top of the goal square. They're, they're they're a side that can if you let them in, they'll nearly hurt you. They nearly did it last time. Johnny Butcher on one leg nearly got hold of a few last game. You know who will interesting to see like Chris Olsen's getting better and better at the doggies. Former Norwood player, and he's he's going all right, Ollie. Yeah, uh, so uh, we're looking forward to that game on the weekend. Uh, before we wrap up, my favourite part of the week, besides the Greek champion section, is our Findex Financial Services stock market game. Of course, we ask all of our guests, and Miles and I take part as well, what we're going to buy, sell and hold if the Sandful competition was a stock market. I'll give you the new ball there, Miles. Uh, I'm buying Rokar. Give me as much of it as you can. I'll buy Rokar. You might have gone up in value. I'll buy the whole lot. I'm holding North Adelaide. I just want to hold because I want to see if they get the job done over the Eagles and sell the grand final announcement with Anastasia Palaszczuk sitting there reacting like it was a surprise like they're announcing the (laughs) Olympic Games. Absolute joke. It was a disgrace. We'll get into that some other time, but uh, that was a dead set boat race. I don't know why. Oh, uh, stupid. The South Australian government didn't even try, let's be honest. Cam Ball, what do you think? What's your buy, sell and hold for Findex Financial Services? Um, Yeah, I've got uh, Brody Carroll I'm going to buy. He's been in some good form in the resis and uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if he gets a league game soon. Into the 25 this week? Yeah, yeah, he's been playing well. So Nice I think... little purchase. He'll be cheap at the moment. Yeah, exactly. That's that, why that, I got him in there. That price might go up. Um, I'm going to hold Cam Shenson. Um, yeah, he just performs each week and yeah, can't see him slowing down, really. Um, and I'm going to sell big Sammy Boulderstone. Oh, oh I sold him so once. I, him, but, Whack. Um, he, I can't see him getting any better the way he's playing at the moment. He's an absolute gun. So I'm going to have to sell him. 
The price is sky high. No, I agree yeah, with him. Yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, I, know I sold have. him. Not, it's not potting him. It's just saying he's an absolute gun. Get the cash in the pocket. Yeah, there's a two-way sell there, isn't you can, there? Then you can buy more cheap ones like Brody Carroll. Here's mine very quickly. I'm going to buy Nick Rokar as well because oh, we had him on the show. He was our first guest on the show this year, and he is going to be a real threat in and around the midfield. I think he adds an extra element to the Norwood Footy Club. And, yeah, his price went up a little bit after his performance last week, but he's only getting better and better. I'm selling North Adelaide. I haven't been convinced on them. I know they oh. beat us comfortably the week before, but either side of that, they've been pretty ordinary. So and you reckon I'm they prepared, lose to the Eggs? I reckon they lose to the Eagles I'll have a, this I'll have a wager with you they beat them. Yeah, we'll have a bottle of Barossa Boy on that. Done. Uh, on a nice bottle of uh, our boy Trent Burge finest. Double trouble. And therefore, I'm holding the Eagles. So I'm not giving up on them. I thought they were disappointing against Norwood last week. They really got found out after quarter time, but they are not going away. Cam Ball, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. We've appreciated your company. Thanks for having me. Just remind us, uh, what's the 1629 SENSA game, uh, Sample game calling this week? North Eagles Sunday, but yeah, we're both, are we both going on Friday night, tomorrow night to the footy? Uh, could, the Norwood game? Well, the, the Norwood game Saturday afternoon. Oh, Saturday night, other. We yeah. both going to that? Uh, just very quickly too, the, uh, the draw has come out for uh, rounds 13 and 14. We've got South Adelaide away round 13. And West Adelaide at home Friday night, round 14. So there you have it. Boys, we're going to wrap it up. It's been a fantastic show as always. Thanks to Greg Champion. Thank you to Cam Ball. Miles Fitzner doesn't know anything about the draw, but I can tell you <laughs> it's Norwood versus Central District on Saturday afternoon. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.